When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go to Mark McGowan, who's been uh, good enough to jump in and uh, fill in for Adam Peacock, who has let us down mightily. Uh, Mark McGowan, of course, the age tennis journalist. He's down at uh, Melbourne Park. Uh, Mark, good afternoon, and thanks for stepping in at late notice. How are you, boys? I'm the on the super sub today. Yeah, no, nah, well, you haven't got, uh, you don't have much to live up to. Our man Adam Peacock has <laughs> let us down. Uh, tell us, you know, there's a bit happening down there. Just let's start off with the game that Adam Peacock's actually calling. The Aussies, Kubler and Hijikata have uh, forced that one into a third set and given themselves a chance. They have. They have. The, the Aussies are going really well in the doubles this week. We've seen a few upsets. Uh, obviously, there is wild cards, and uh, yeah, hopefully they can uh, make a bit of a deep run. We all know what happened last year with Kyrgios and Kokonakis, so uh, hopefully history's repeating itself. Is there a bit of a crowd starting to form around the Aussies? They're, you know, they're in the third round now, trying to uh, advance to the fourth round. Surely the locals are getting around, the boys. Oh, they, they should be. They've got to do their bit. Uh, obviously, we, we love getting a bit of entertainment from the, the Aussie players at this time of year, but uh, the fans have certainly got their part to play as well. Two games going on in the singles, uh, Mark. Can you just update us? Uh, first off, the two Americans, uh, JJ and Shelton. Yeah, look, that, that one's a tight one. Uh, obviously, all American clash. The Americans are dominating this fortnight. Um, Shelton, we know, knocked out Popper and uh, only a couple of nights ago. So he's, uh, he's looking like a really promising player. But that's really tight now. Set all, four all in the third set. Shelton, 30 love on serve. So that's uh, a very evenly poised match. Mark, we've buried the lead to some extent. Tonight's going to be massive. Uh, Rod Laver Arena around 7pm or so. We'll see Alex Dimonor, the Aussie, the number 22 seed, tackle Novak Djokovic. So uh, this is probably the game of or the match of the tournament thus far. Oh, absolutely. We're all eyes on that match tonight. Novak obviously always has plenty of attention, but we love seeing an Aussie make a deep run. We've, we've made it to the second week, so Alex is the man that we're all riding now. He's the last Aussie left, and this is his big opportunity. He's never been past this stage at any Australian Open, and obviously this is as, as big as it gets. You're playing the king of Melbourne Park in, in Novak Djokovic, and look, he, he's going in as the underdog. There's no doubt about that, but we're all... Uh, seeing that hammy that uh, that Novak keeps mm. talking about, saying he's struggling. We're, we're all uh, sort of doubting it a little bit because we're still seeing him win titles and win matches. But, uh, look, if there's any perceived disadvantage there for Novak, uh, Alex is certainly going to make the most of it. Is that the general consensus we were talking about, maybe the the, the method behind the madness with, with Djokovic and that hammy? Is there, is there a general consensus or a doubt that there's much lingering there? He's sort of playing it up in a sense? Oh, look, it's so hard. Uh, Mark Philippus is, uh, is back playing in the Legends tournament uh, this fortnight, and he was only talking about it earlier today. And, and he's sort of saying, look, I called the match the other day, and, and I'm not seeing on, on the big points when he has to move his best, mm. he's not seeing any difference. <laughs> so, look, we can only take him on face value, but uh, I was over in Adelaide when he won the tournament there a couple of weeks ago, and he did it in the semi-final there and then went on to win a three-hour final the next, <laughs> the next day um, against Seb Quarter, who is into the quarterfinals here as well. So he's, he's beaten someone who's playing some very good tennis at the moment. And 
Look, ultimately, I think in the end, as much as we can play it up, uh, he looks, still looks pretty good to me. Yeah, I haven't seen too many people run around for three hours after a torn hamstring, so I think he might be playing a few mind games, but it seems to be working for him. He's uh, still playing some reasonable tennis. So what about the women's side of things? It was a, a huge weekend for seeded players, uh, or most negatively, unfortunately, but what are you seeing from the women's side now? Because uh, there was a few upsets. Yeah, look, it's incredibly open this year, and I think we thought that before the tournament started, but it's been an absolute bloodbath on the men's side and the women's side. We've obviously lost Igor Svantec, who's the number one player in the world. She's out now, and there's a, there's a cast of players now who most of them have never won a Grand Slam title before, and you know people like Ar- you know, Arena Sabalenka is is someone who's been a perennial contender. been around the mark for a long time, and, and she's just looking absolutely dominant this fortnight. She's my pick at this stage, but you've still got Jessica Pagula, who's playing some great tennis. Carolina Pliskova, who's a, you know, a former world number one, who probably came here with very few expectations externally, um, but she's just quietly snuck through the draw, and she's got, still got a massive serve and, and can certainly do some damage. Is, that, is this just where world tennis is at? Have we got an even bunch now that... Particularly on the men's side, you know, Federer, uh, Nadal was, you know, clearly knocked out early and, and Djokovic is hampered somewhat. Are we just starting to see things even up a little bit on both, on both, uh, both sides with the men's and the women's? Well, look, the thing is, look, there's still Novak there. Um, we know last year all the COVID vaccine sort of stuff, so he, he had to you know, sit out the Australian Open, he had to sit out the US Open. If that didn't happen, he'd still be number one and he'd still be very much a dominant number one. When he was playing last year, he was clearly the best player and that hasn't changed. On the women's side, Iga Svantec is about 6,000 ranking points clear of the world number two. Mm. So once Ash Barty retired, she took over and has clearly become the dominant player on that side. But having said that, on the men's side, there's a real really nice group of young players coming through now and we're seeing one of them on court right now in Holger Rune who is a huge talent a former world junior number one we're seeing guys like Felix Oje Aliasim the world number one on the men's side technically right now is is a teenager Carlos Alcaraz who's not here so even though Novak probably would have been in that spot if he hadn't uh, had to sit out a couple of events right now we've got a teenager at the top of the men's game and I think that's really exciting because we've been waiting for so long for this next crop to, to step up and you know shove aside the Nadals, the Federers, the, the Novaks. And uh, I, I don't think we're going to have to wait for much longer. Uh, Mark, I've got a question for you. Why, why do some of the top players in the world, from a singles point of view, I'm talking, you know, Jessica Pagula is a, a, a great example. Why, why does someone like Jessica Pagula, I'm going to say bother, but why does she participate in the doubles as well? Is that not just surely playing doubles gives her less of a chance of being able to win the singles title as well? No, I, I completely agree. She's actually playing the mixed doubles too. So You're joking me. It's, um, oh, it's, it's extraordinary. Well, she, she got asked the other day, do you just not want to practice in between? And she basically said, no, I don't. So yeah, okay. it's one of those things. I think we hear AFL footballers talk about it as well. I mean, if they could play less, have a shorter preseason, and, and perhaps play more matches, they probably would do it. Um, you know, training is is clearly not the fun part of any sport, but uh, you have to do it. But uh, in Jessica's case, she uh, she wants to just hit balls in actual match practice in, instead of uh, you know training for no reason. It's always better fun playing than it is. Training, I think, Mark. So uh, very it's also harder on the body. By Jessica Pagula. Well, mixed doubles and doubles isn't too hard, surely. Oh. Well, Todd, Todd Woodbridge actually talks about uh, his mixed doubles titles bought him a house. So uh, <laughs> there is a benefit to it. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Uh, so there's two quarterfinals locked in for the men's side. Uh, catching off the quarter. Can you preview that one for us, please? 
I'm, I'm very much on the quarter bandwagon here. As I said earlier, I was in Adelaide there for him and I bumped into him at the airport and um, the other night in the, in the press conference, uh, he actually basically said I was his lucky charm. So I'm, oh. I'm very much on the quarter bandwagon and if, he, if I ride him through, I might uh, ask for a piece of the, the prize money as well. But <laughs> look, he, he's, uh, he's playing great tennis. Like, he's been hyped for a long time. He's, we all know his dad, Peter Quarter, won the, you know, the, the Australian Open title back in 1998. Um, and he, he's just, it's just a great story. His sister's won the Australian Open golf titles as well, and he, he's just starting to, to come through now. He's got Radek Stepanek, the, the former Wiley veteran, um, in his corner now as a coach, and he's just, it's all coming together for him, and he's, uh, he's had a great tournament, won a five-setter late yesterday, and he, he's coming along really well, but Karen Hatchinov is, is someone who's been around the mark for a while as well. He beat Nick Kyrgios in the US Open last year. So he's a real danger as well. But I think Court is the sort of guy who could come through and, um, and make a final here. I think he's that good. So he, he's my tip in that match. But, uh, look, it's very, very open. And the other one locked in is probably the most popular uh, figure out there at the moment, Stefanos Tsitsipas versus Yuri Lehechka. Yeah, Lehechka's the surprise packet. I mean, look, he, he's been coming for a while. Um, he's, he's probably not hasn't quite hit that mainstream level of, of recognition in people not knowing a lot about him. But uh, the people inside, tennis sort of uh, very much regarded him as, as someone who's going to move up and, and be a top 20 player eventually and but look Sitsipas, he's been a semi-finalist here three times in the past he, he's cruising largely I mean obviously he had to go through a five-setter to beat Yannick Sinner last night but other than that he hadn't dropped a set and he's a he's just the, the highest ranked player in the draw and he's, he's a great uh, great talent he's got Philippousis in his corner so another Aussie angle there and, and as we know that the Greek population in Melbourne is very strong so He'll, uh, he'll certainly have the crowd support as well. Well, Mark, uh, st- stake, your, uh, stake your claim uh, tonight. Alex Dimonor against Novak Djokovic. Can he do it? Will he do it? Is there any chance he can knock over Novak? Oh, look, I'm going to be really boring here and say, of course, there's a chance. But I, look, ultimately, I think, I think Novak's going to be too good there. But uh, look, as I said earlier, if, if Alex can expose any sort of weakness in that hamstring, um, he'll absolutely do it. You know he's going to give his absolute utmost. He, he's Leighton Hewitt reincarnated and let's hope he can get it done. But I think I'm, I'm leaning towards Novak getting it done. Yeah, absolutely. We'll all be watching Alex Dimonor against Novak Djokovic tonight. Uh, at 7pm. Mark McGowan, thanks so much for jumping in at late notice. We appreciate it and we'll read all about it from you via The Age. Nice, Marco. Thanks, boys. There's Mark McGowan, our uh, our late last minute mm. tennis correspondent and he uh, knows everything Did that's going job. on in the world of tennis, of course. The big game tonight, Alex Dimonor against Novak Djokovic. We cannot wait for that. And we also can't wait for this.